celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, welcome, my friend. It's toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team. Well, I honestly didn't know there was a fad for tattooing or piercing of pets, but apparently there is. And in Joyzy, Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia is going to be joining us. He's trying to push through legislation to ban pet tattooing and piercing. Do you remember a long time ago, well, a few years ago, that girl was doing the gothic kitten? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. That's yes. what influenced that, in fact. I don't like it. That's horrible. I don't no. like it at all. Oh I, I got to be honest with you. Tattooing, tattooing for ID is one thing. Right. When, you know, when they tattoo right. a pet to let them know that it's been spayed in case it gets lost or something like that. Right. But actually to um, put some sort of, you know, some sort of art on, on a pet's body, you know, that yeah. they really don't have any don't say like over it. I don't like it. I don't right. like it at They're all. They're beautiful enough. They do not need enhancements. They're beautiful enough. Well, I'm looking at a picture right now of a chihuahua with uh, stud earrings, and uh, he doesn't look very happy. I'll tell you that right now. You know, a few years ago, my vet offered something, and I thought it was a good idea at the time. She offered little ear tags. They were like a little pierced earring, but they had a little ID number on them. This is pre-chip days, okay? And had a little ID number on them, and I thought, well, that's really brilliant because if the cat got lost, you could see it real quick. You know, so it was a little silver, like like a little ear bob. Uh-huh. And the number went to uh, a place, and I thought this was a great idea. And I did it on my cats, and it worked beautiful, except for two of them who just refused to stand it, kept on ripping it out. You know, and finally we had we, we had to give up, and actually one had to have surgery to repair where she'd ripped it out. Jeez. So, you know, e- even for a good idea, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you, this is a good idea. These guys build houses. Standard Pacific, you've probably heard of them. They're they're house builders across America, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to capture part of the $60 billion a year pet industry. So now they're building houses specifically with pet areas, or they're pet-friendly houses. Yeah, pet amenities. and I buy one. A pet spa. Yeah, and a place to bathe your dog separate from your own bathtub. And I guess a lot of people were remodeling their houses, adding on features, so they thought, why not not build them originally? Yeah, so we'll be talking to Danielle Toko in a few minutes. He's with Standard Pacific. Danielle. Is it Danielle? Yes. She is. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That would have been really embarrassing. Yes, it would. Boop. Thunder. (laughs) Dr. Debbie, what's all that all over your coat? Yeah. It's anal gland material. And I have to tell you, the laundry, I'm still working on laundry here at work. So (laughs) you got to do laundry there, too? Well, when the unexpected happens, yeah. So I've I've been blessed today. So, you know, it is like, you know, for Catholics, it's kind of a uh, Uh, time of the year. Um, uh, So, yes, I have the anal gland blessing. It's the veterinary blessing that gets squirted all over me. Oh, my gosh. That's you that smells, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I take full responsibility for that odor. (laughs) Hey, Tracy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Be thankful you're on that side of the phone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. When you hear my problem, you might not be, you might not think I'm so grateful. What's going on? Oh, okay. Well, I have a twofold problem. Um, okay. The biggest um, at this point is uh, my cat, who's probably about mm, 10, 11 years old, has been well behaved all the way up to maybe last year. And now he's missing the box. You know, he okay. won't. He was pooping outside the litter box, not urinating, but he's defecating outside mm. outside of the litter box. And I noticed there's some sort of pattern as well. 
where when I'm coming home in the morning, I open the garage and, you know, he's he's just done his business. <laughs> and, okay. you know, I clean it up, I feed him, and I go on about my business, and I hope it gets better, and I scoop the box, and then he does it again. <laughs> okay. And is he pooping, in relation to the litter box, where is he pooping? Um, well, the litter box is in a guest room that has no bed or anything, but it has carpet that's no good anymore. But um, he's sometimes he goes behind the box. Like I freshly scooped the box. It's okay. as if he's hiding behind the box. Sometimes it's in the middle of the rug, <laughs> and the okay. room is is relatively small. Okay, but it's not happening in other parts of the house. It's happening in the room no. where the litter box is. And there's only no. one box there. Uh, I'm sorry, say again. Um, it's not happening in other rooms of the house. It's not. Um, the room is gated, though, because I have okay. two Springer Spaniels that are indoor dogs, and they'll eat cat food. So I've gated that room off so that he can jump over the gate. And okay. his food's on that side, which is kind of strange to me. I would think he wouldn't want to poop where he eats, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All righty. And, um, and is he the only kitty in the house? And is this is the only litter pan in the house? It is, and he is, yes. Okay. All right. Well, the number one thing when I hear of a kitty that's pooping near the box but not inside it, and they are using the box for urinating, number one thing I look at is the actual litter environment. So the actual, how nice is the bathroom in the cat's sense of the the word? Um, Because a cat that is defecating in other parts of the house, we might be thinking other issues going on. But he's he's got the idea. He knows where the box is, and uh, in many cats, they'll poop just, a few feet away, and okay. it's kind of like they're saying, I almost want to use it, but I'm not going to. So okay. the things that I re- really look at is we want to give him alternate litter sites, and we okay. want to kind of play around and give him different options for the litter pan. Um, so number one is if you got a, a cover on your litter pan, I would take that off. Okay. Um, I experiment with different substrates. So some kitties just don't always like what we offer them. So okay. there are the different clay litters, the scoopable litters, the recyclable product litters, um, all of those things. We need to vary that. And you may okay. need to offer a little smorgasbord of litter boxes in this room. Okay. Normal- I normally, I will also give a litter box site somewhere else than where the primary box is. And if you can do that with having the dogs around, I would encourage you to try. Just in Uh, case there can be, for some kitties, they have an aversion to a location. So say something bad happens, he's pooping in the litter box, he has some pain, maybe has some blood in his stool, he has a negative experience. So he says, ooh, I don't want to poop back there because something really bad happened when I was doing that. So in those cases, they can actually think, I just need to go somewhere else and everything's cool and nothing bad happens. So if that's the case, a different site can really make a difference in the psyche uh, of many cats there. Okay. But I would say that would be pretty much how I would handle things. Now, for a kitty who's in the double-digit years, sometimes I look at things like other medical problems that can be going on. And arthritis in a, in a kitty that age isn't unheard of. Um, so if some, sometimes getting into the box um, can be an uncomfortable thing. And again, they can associate something uncomfortable with uh, the defecation or the urination in the box. So um, maybe a good checkup would be wise. And for old kitties that have signs of you know possible arthritis, I use glucosamine for them. And it can really make a, a difference with some of these behavioral problems where we think it's you know just a cat that's pissed off and doesn't want to use the box. And, it's, and it, it, it could really be something medically. So, yeah, pooped off. Yeah. Or, uh, 
however we should say it. Okay. I, um, I think that's so- some strategies I would certainly try for this little guy. Okay. Sounds good. Tracy, we thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 This weekend during Guitar Center's Labor Day sale, save up to 50% off our everyday unbeatable price on the gear you need to get out and play. Like a Martin Acoustic Guitar for just $349, a Pioneer DJ Controller for just $199, a Casio Digital Piano for only $299, or a Minel Cajon for just $50, and three sets of Ernie Ball Acoustic Guitar Strings just $10. Plus get special extended financing when you use your Guitar Center gear card. The only question is, where will you play? Now through Monday, in-store and at GuitarCenter.com. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Wow, Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years. 75 years? Are you joking? No, they've been around so long that the Dead Sea was still alive. Geico's been around so long that rainbows were still black and white. They've been around so long that kids rode the school horse to school. I thought you said you weren't joking. Well, I wasn't joking about the 75 years. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Hi, I'm Junior, director of marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at phytofriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Hi, this is Justin Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay new to your pets. Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. Just a few minutes, we'll talk to Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia, who wants to outlaw, or at least ban, tattooing and piercing of your animals. Just in case you were thinking of uh, getting that studded earring for your kitty cat. Don't do it. No, no, no. Yeah, no think no. twice about no, that no. before you do that there. How about a nose ring? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no nose ring. No, nope, can't nope. do that either. No, nope. no enhancements. They look beautiful the way they are. Leave yes, them alone. They sure do. I'm with you there on that, Tammy. Hey, Tammy, what are you yep. working on in the newsroom anyway? I got another one of those warnings, and it's it's one to just keep in the back of your mind about the heartworm medication Trifexis. There have been some dog deaths, and the FDA is keeping an eye on this. So if you're going to use the product, got to keep your eye on your animal. Okay. Really important. We'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes with Tammy Trujillo when she does news. Don't forget, you can ask your questions not only by calling the toll-free numbers 1-866-405-8405, but you can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask your questions directly from the app, as well as you know, listen to old shows and browse our deep resources. 
Uh, and that's a free download and is brought to you by our friends at Dr. Foster's and Smith. Uh, let's head to the phones right now. Hey, Kitty, welcome to the show. Hello. What's going on? Well, I have a cat that is too fat. She doesn't groom herself. Ugh. And um, I was wondering if I could get her shaved instead of, you know, messing with the hairballs and having her brushed out because I have to take her to the vet. They have to sedate her and then brush her out because she won't let me do it. So she doesn't, um, she's not happy being groomed either. Is that correct? No. And she bites okay, me and if have... I try to do it. She bites you if you try to do it. Okay, so that's something. Believe me, a nasty cat is a lot more dangerous than a um, nasty dog. They have a lot of um, types of bacteria in their mouth, and when they bite you, sometimes it could be pretty pretty nasty. Um, is it a long or a short-haired cat, first of all? She's long-haired. Okay, okay. And have you ever had a, had a groomer um, work on the cat? No. Okay, what I would try... Not that I'm trying to take anything out of the veterinarian's hands, but sometimes in, in a grooming salon, um, a professional groomer, because they do it all the time, may have a lot more success um, removing the knots and tangles. Now, depending upon how serious they are, would really determine, um, you know, if, if they could remove them or not. Um, a lot of times a cat, though, even though um, it seems like this hopeless, if you take your time and you have two people work on the cat where they take their time and the cat's not stressed out, a lot of times you could work it out. Now, can you clip the cat down? You absolutely can. But my question to you is, did you ever do that before to this particular cat? No. Sometimes what happens is when... Um, you clip cats down short because there really isn't, you don't have much of a variation. You either have to go real short or you got to leave it full coated. And that's only because of safety reasons. The blade that you have to use on the cat cuts um, to one-eighth of an inch um, off of the skin. So if, if basically it's, it's bald. Um, what happens is a lot of times the cats know that there is a change. They don't know exactly what it is. And sometimes we'll go into a state of depression with a hide or, um, you know, I mean, just, just not want to see anyone because they're embarrassed of, 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 you know, what is become, what has become of them. Even though they don't know exactly what it is, they just know what's a change. If you do have to do that, the most important thing is is you don't want to laugh at the cat. You don't want to change anything because, believe me, they know. They know if, if, if they're being laughed at. They know if, if it's, you know, if, if, if it's a different situation. So if it has to be clipped down, um, I would use it as the last resort. But I would try your professional groomer first for a couple reasons. I wouldn't want to sedate a cat unless I really, really had to him because it's not real, you know, it's not real good on this system. Um, and the groomer will tell you within the first 10 minutes of the grooming, either call you up and say, well, listen, please come pick up your cat. We can't do it. And then in that situation, you'll have to go to your veterinarian and do what's ever necessary at that time. But if you get a good cat groomer, a lot of times they'll put two people on the cat. One holds the cat where the cat can't bite or scratch the other one. And after a while, if you take your time, sometimes they calm down a little bit, especially if it's in an environment where there's um, no dogs barking and, and it's a little bit quiet. And they'll calm down and, and um, sometimes like the professional grooming. And the good thing about that is it also may make the cat like to be brushed at home and, um, you know, break that, that whole cycle. 
Okay, well, I'll try that. Okay, unfortunately, I wish I had a miracle spray that I could tell you about, but there's not. It's just, it's just, um, you know, just brushing and combing. And, um, you know, I, I would try that first, and um, hopefully they can um, help you out there. Okay. Thanks for your call, Kitty. one 405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. And guess what? Our next caller, her name is Glee. Uh, I'm a fan of the I show, too. <laughs> Hey, Glee. Hey, Hal. How are you? Doing very well. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from West Virginia. West Virginia. Okay, very beautiful. I've talked to you before. You have? It's been a while. Has it? I, th- I recognize your voice, Glee. Yes, we've talked uh, to you about your birdies before. You did. So what's going on? Well, I have two parakeets. Their names are Spinelli and Maxie. Spinelli is almost three years, three years old. Maxie is... A year old. They're doing their little dance and the preening for the breeding. He'll go over to the breeder box. Sometimes she'll go over, sometimes she won't. And what's going on that they're not wanting to breed or what can I do that maybe can help them with getting them to breed? How long have they been together? They've been together almost a year. Okay. Alrighty. Because the most important thing is that we talk about pair bonding, and it's, it's kind of like throwing right. two strangers together and asking them to be a, a, a permanent family unit. So um, it can happen, but it helps if they have uh, kind of that connection. So that's very important in the birds they for breeding right as well. Off the bat. That they have that or they don't? They do. They have that connection. He, I was afraid that when I got her that he wouldn't like her, but he actually, right off the start, as soon as okay. I put her in a cage, he started connecting with her. Good, good. And and we're certain we're dealing with a boy and a girl. That's always important as well. Yeah, dealing with a boy okay. and a girl. <laughs> okay. And we know that because of the color of the seer. So you you got your boy with a dark blue seer. Right. And the and girl's got, got the, the light. The light, the whiter tan. Okay, perfect. You That's have the berry white and the lighting right, right? You have the berry white CD on in the background and the lighting kind of dim, right? Uh, you don't, there's I'm no sorry. wine and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, they love the TV. Oh, they love the TV. Oh, well. They love you know the what? TV. I actually named them after a couple people in General Hospital, and when that show comes on, they literally go berserk. <laughs> oh, how funny. It's their show. <laughs> oh, well, you know, maybe we ought to get them watching daytime uh, soap operas. That might be the, yeah. the thing that, to make a love connection here, you know? Well, right. um, I guess some guidelines that we talk about when we're trying to get little parakeets to breed, and you may be already doing these things. Um, so um, I put these on your checklist. Make sure you are or aren't doing them, and hopefully we can get everything ideal. If not, sometimes you can't make it happen. Um um, sometimes I'll actually have other breeding pairs in the same room because that kind of gets the hormones flying and uh, may mean for that we have a better breeding situation if there's others in the in the same area, uh, you know, going on the on the nest and uh, having babies there. So um, make sure your um, your temperature in the area. We want to keep it around 65 to 75. The, we want to cover the babies at night, right probably here, about yeah. 12. Okay, 12 hours of darkness would be best. And then in their enclosure, because we're going to be asking the mom to be making eggs and we want good calcium and vitamin D, using a full-spectrum light. So similar to that you will find in um, uh, aquariums, so in pet stores where where you have reptiles that need vitamin D. Oh, okay. I never thought of that. 
Yeah, so that can be helpful. Now, now for birds that are housed outside, they're getting natural light. That's not a problem. But wow. for indoor-kept birds, this is something that we can help enhance and is right. very important for vitamin D. Right. Um, so I would make sure we do that. And then uh, we've got the nesting box. We try to not disturb them, give them their privacy, try to keep uh-huh. them on a schedule, clean their cage about the same time, and uh, kind of let them do their is thing. There something that I was reading some for pond ships. That you could put in the box. What I caught a string and they ate that. I didn't hear what you said. What were the chips? I had, uh, I've heard of pine chips putting in the box. Yeah, no. I actually just use good old, you know, shredded newspaper. Um, I think okay. that's probably one of the easiest things. It's 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 tidy, and uh, they have a good time with it as well. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, is there oh. something I could be feeding them? I've got a mineral block. I've got mm-hmm, their conditioning good. seeds. And everything, and what's them? They don't like fruits or vegetables at all. They're very picky. Mm. That would be nice if we could get them. So, you know, a lot of times we'll have to just stick with the fortified seed mixes that parakeets are kind of raised on in pet stores. If we have them on a pelleted diet, you know, we got a little bit more bang for your buck when it comes to nutrients. Um, If we have to, if we can't get fresh veggies um, in, sometimes I'll get creative and make like little birdie cornbread with veggies in it and see if we can convince them that way. Yeah, so you can just, you know, make small little muffins, um, take a good mix of different uh, green vegetables, or even sometimes some of the frozen vegetables are fine to get started with this, and just kind of make that a little treat for them, and uh, and hopefully we can kind of trick them into getting a little nutrients like that in there. So We wish you but, the best uh, of luck with that, Glee, and all of our romantic wishes are, are <laughs> going your way. Thanks for your call, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota RTV utility vehicle. Maybe it has a Kubota orange paint job. Maybe camouflage. Maybe it has two seats or maybe it has four. There might even be a comfortable factory-installed cab with heat and air conditioning. In fact, there's a whole lineup of hard-working Kubota RTVs waiting for you at your local Kubota dealer. Like the redesigned RTV X-Series, the next generation of North America's top-selling diesel utility vehicle with truck-inspired styling. It's a whole new driving experience with Kubota's exclusive independent rear suspension technology for a smooth, comfortable ride, even in rugged terrain and bumpy work sites. With so many RTV options, it's easy to find the right one for you. Then start saving with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota RTV Utility Vehicles, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. At Stella & Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella & Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella & Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. 
No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. And there are more worries, again, about the dog heartworm medication Trifexis. So far, 965 complaints about dogs dying after taking Trifexis have been filed with the FDA over the last three and a half years. According to its own label, the most common reaction to Trifexis includes vomiting, itching, and decreased activity for one to two days. The drug's maker, Elanco, says it sold 70 million doses and it's found no link between the pill and any dog deaths. But the FDA says it's continuing to monitor the drug and it's urging anybody whose dog has suffered an adverse reaction to report it to both the drug maker, Elanco, and to the FDA. Well, we all know pets can be expensive. Boy, can they. But they sure are worth it. Anyway, add pets and moving and things can really get pricey. Apartments.com did the math in its 2014 Pet-Friendly Renting Trends Survey, and wow, did things add up. The survey included some 3,000 people across the U.S., and it found that close to 80% of renters had to pay a deposit to have a pet, and it was more than $200 a year in more than half of the cases. 64% of the people asked said they had a hard time finding an apartment that allowed pets even with a deposit, and people who had a large dog... Well, they were the ones who had the toughest time finding a place to live with their best friend. Well, if you've got to fly overseas, you might want to check out a new perk on British Airways. The airline is launching an in-flight entertainment channel called Pause and Relax. Of course, that's P-A-W-S. And it'll feature videos of pets as well as cartoons. The company says the channel was initially designed to keep kids entertained during long-distance travel, but then it found some research that suggested watching pets can enhance overall well-being in adults as well. We could have told them that. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know Canine Caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for Canine and Feline Caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. 
great. Hey guys, FanDuel.com's one-week fantasy football leagues are on fire. There's no season-long commitment and winners get paid cash immediately. Entry fees start at just $1. Over 278,000 people have already won money on FanDuel. And this year, they're paying out $10 bucks every week. Right now, FanDuel will match every dollar you deposit up to $200. That's $200 free. Hurry before the offer expires. Go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and use promo code 7272. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, promo code 7272. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. From the little land of leprechauns, shamrocks, and bees, a 59-year-old Irishman tried to break the world record for bees on a body. Philip McCabe poured on about 200,000 bees while wearing only underwear, a back brace, and goggles. But the bees didn't behave. They kept jumping off, even though McCabe was wearing the queen bee on his chin. He also lost some bees when his feet fell asleep and he had to sit down. McCabe heads the Irish Beekeeper Association, and his record-breaking attempt was part of a campaign to raise money to help fight poverty in Africa. He missed the world record. It's 350,000 bees, just in case you want to try it. But McCabe is planning to try it again next year. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. It seems our heroes come in all sizes and shapes, and they're helping some animals, few animals, lots of animals. They're just all over. And if you have someone, know someone that is doing great work for the animals, going above and beyond the duty, could be for a single animal or for many animals, please let us know at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. This week's Hero of the Week is Deborah Jo Chiapuzio. Chiapuzio. Well, it's I don't know. I'm... I'm sure you get this all the time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Deborah Joe will do. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I like the na- I like the last name. I love Italian names. Chapuzio. Chapuzio. You just have to say it very loud. <laughs> I'll go to a restaurant and just order Chiapino just because I like saying that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are our hero of the week, young lady. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's a fabulous honor. It really is. Oh, I see so many people who do so much good work out there, and I've felt like I was just one person, you know, so... You know what? It's sometimes just one person is all it takes because it makes yep. a big difference like you have and what you've done. I'll tell people, uh, well, let's tell listeners about what you do with the pet oxygen masks and the Emma Zen Foundation. Well, the Emma Zen Foundation started off with uh, myself wanting, as an individual in a community wanting to make a difference just for my own pet. And I learned that there was an apparatus called pet oxygen masks. And it was something that you gave to a firefighter or, an, or a first responder, an EMT or a paramedic. In the cases that there were home fires, that our first responders would be able to save our pets. Because as it is right now, all they can do is lay a human mask aside the pet. 
And when I found out about that, I thought, well, you know, I want my pet to be safe. It wasn't really that much money. The kits were only $75, and they only had 17 trucks in Anaheim. You know, that didn't seem like too far of a fetch outreach. And I went ahead and did what it took and did six months to just make sure my pet was safe. And what I found in that six-month period was everybody who was our friends on social media they all love their animals the way I did, and they said, I want my pet to be safe, too. You know, now emergency preparedness is something we never think about. I mean, mm-hmm. we live, you and I, we all live here in California. Do you have your pet uh, emergency kit or even your human mm. emergency <laughs> kit? No. <laughs> Uh-uh. So these oxygen masks, are they primarily just for animals that are involved in fires, or is it for other reasons? And I guess, what is the difference between a human mask and a pet oxygen mask? The way we are distributing them, they are allowing the firefighters to resuscitate the animals. So more often than not, that is for fires. Um, the difference is the contour to them. Our human mask, has our face has very little contour, so it's just sort of like putting your hand out in front of your face, the human mask is very, very flat. And so that doesn't fit on a muzzle or a snout. And the masks that we have have this nice rubber seal on the base of something that's very cone-like shaped. And when that seal goes over the snout, it closes those jowls very tight and makes it so that the fresh oxygen can only enter through the nostril. And that's actually a simulation of proper pet CPR. We do something that's called mouth the snout versus the pinch the nose and go through the mouth for the humans. Well, what, but what about pugs? Do they, they have the flat, uh, what are they, they've been chasing parked cars, the bronchiocephalic, uh, <laughs> aren't there There's faces? different shapes. Different There's different shapes. shapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are different shapes. And, you know, the human mask would probably work a little bit uh, better on a pug than any other dog, but the pet oxygen masks still also work on the pugs and other flat-nosed breeds. Mm. Who's MSN? Who is Emma Zen? Emma Zen <laughs> is officially my little biker dog. Okay. Uh, she came from the local shelter. She was uh, lost her home from the fires in 2007, mm. and I pulled her out of the shelter. She, we believe, is half Labrador and half Great Dane. She looks like wow. about a 110-pound lab. And if you look at EmmaZen.com, you'll see her in all of her glory in her sidecar. She's um, I ride a motorcycle, and I fell in love within a few days of having Emma live with me. And so I did what all good bikers do, and I bought my dog a sidecar, and 38,000 miles later, but you, <laughs> we're still am I on cor- the road. Am I correct? you have another pet that rides with you? <laughs> yes, we do have a new pet. The poor little thing is only a year old, so she is more in the 2,500 miles. But I'm thinking she's going to get a little bit more attention since she is really a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. Oh, and she wears the doggles while she rides in the sidecar? Yes, yes, we do. We wear doggles and little bandanas. And that's a lot of what we get to talk about in our foundation because while I know that looks just adorable and too cute going down the road, we really do it for a purpose. You know, you don't want those eyes drying out. It's very responsible. Yeah, whole new health issue there. We don't want too much wind going into the ear canal, so we cover them up with something, and it just happens to be that the bandanas look really cute. And we drink Pedialyte when we're on the road, so we don't get dehydrated. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see you through my neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> now you uh, you also well you're certified in pet first aid, and you teach classes. 
Yes, we do. We have classes that are local to Southern California that go on. We usually have about one a month. Um, I believe in October we're having a pet first aid class uh, at a, a place in Santa Ana called Buff Dog. And that's on October 25th, and we have one in November on the 8th mm-hmm. in Huntington Beach, and that's at your animal's best friend's doghouse. So I have a website called doggyandme.com, and we always advertise them there. And the foundation has just started a brand-new pet safety series. So yeah. we're going to take one topic a month for the 12 months of the year and talk about different topics every month. So at Amazon Foundation, you'll be able to get a little bit of information on it, and perhaps maybe some of your listeners can join us. That's what I was thinking. I think we should hook up with this young lady here on her monthly topic and post that over at our our site and talk about that on the air. Can you make that happen? I will make that happen. For those listeners that wonder how what goes on behind the scenes, you're actually seeing it right now. We're actually forming an idea (laughs) and booking the guest. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. (laughs) Yes. You're doing wonderful work, and the website, one more time, is doggyandme.com, and that's uh, I-E-D-O-G-G-I. I-E, and spelled out, A-N-D-M-E dot com. And we'll put links to everything you've heard over at AnimalRadio.com. Also, check out the website. Also, check out MSNFoundation.com. As I said, all the links to today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Deborah Joe, thank you so much for all the hard work you do. Thank you very much. The... The call is appreciated. The recognition is appreciated. Um, but I really do it because this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I and, and it went from a me thing to many of us, including yourselves, to get out the awareness out there. And if you don't think you can make a difference, you can. And if you need to start somewhere small, come join us. We have all kinds of volunteers, opportunities, and we can get you on your feet and send you out there. And hopefully everybody can make their own difference a little bit at a time for the pets in this world. See what one person can do? I'm not going to say anything after that. That was awesome. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Be well, Deborah Jo. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Animal Radio. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. What's going on, Michelle? Okay, well, um, I have an older German Shepherd, and... um, had her about 12 years, and about maybe six weeks ago, um, I made a mistake. I left some, uh, just some wet food out a couple of days, and um, she hadn't eaten it, and she ate it, and after she ate it, like, I was going to throw it away. I noticed that it had gone bad. Is this dog food or people food? Oh, dog food. Okay. I do make, like, a puppy stew, though, with chicken and rice for both my dogs. That I feed them, but um, but anyway, and uh, also in the past six weeks, she has dropped weight. She's had diarrhea. She's uh, she's just like not herself. You know what I'm saying? She's still got spirit, but she doesn't have the energy she used to have. Anyway, I I'm concerned. Oh, plus the place that I was living and I just moved um, uh, had carpet and. I did not know when I moved in, but there were fleas, 
And so, mm-hmm. anyway, I have just moved somewhere without carpet, and um, I'm concerned about her. Uh, she's actually quite an amazing. She's a very good dog. She was a pet therapy dog for a long time. Anyway, so that's the issue. She's dropped weight, and I have to force feed her sometimes, not always. Yesterday, she she would eat chicken um, on her own and stuff yesterday, so that was good. So I'm concerned that she maybe has worms or maybe from the food or from fleas or uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, is she on any long-term medications of any sort? No, no. She's never been, I mean, she's never really been sick. I've, I've had her quite some time. Okay. I just went to the vet this morning. Okay. And uh, essentially... I he did a like a blood test, a senior panel on her, and we just have to wait for the results. And okay. um, what else? Uh, he gave me uh, warming powder to deworm her, and then fleece stuff. So um, so anyway, so I just have to wait for the result of the test and see. But he definitely thought something was going on. Yeah, yeah, and and I definitely I would agree with a lot of that the steps already is that you know we're doing a little background information getting some lab work i i generally would throw in abdominal x-rays along with that but you know that's just me um i just like to kind of get a visual picture as well as a chemical picture of what we can get off the lab work but the deworming protocol makes good sense and i think with that information kind of in your hands then you can um you know make some decisions about what we need to do and you know in a 12 year old doggy um you know this is definitely something that um, the weight loss and the kind of the chronic and progressive nature of things really puts those diagnostic radars up in most veterinarians' minds. So it, it is something that I would be prepared for, that we're going to need to make some decisions, and this may not be the end of it. We may say, okay, next step is we want to look at this, or we need to make a decision on this medicine or this diet, um, and hopefully it's something that we can treat. I wouldn't necessarily feel that our food, you know, you described some potentially bad food, that that could be playing a role, um, you know, maybe, but I just don't think so. I, th- I think we're looking for something, unfortunately, a little bit bigger. I like the approach, um, and I would definitely kind of follow along the same pathway what your veterinarian's doing. Michelle, we wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you for calling today. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 I'd be amiss if I didn't tell you that this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. They now offer a brand new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs. There's a little eight and a half ounce package that I'm holding up. I'm holding up the Chewy's chicken dinner, but they also have the Sipley venison dinner, the Stella super beef, the duck duck goose, and the phenomenal pheasant. Wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold, check it out. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Ladybug's a big fan. <laughs> it's Animal Radio. And uh, it looks like in just a few weeks, we're going to have Joyce DeWitt on the show from, uh, you remember her from Three's, Three's Company? Three's Company, yes. She I was loved a, that show. Didn't she? <laughs> the dark-haired one. Yeah. I yeah. thought she was actually cuter than the Suzanne Summers, the blonde. Everyone oh, really? went for the Everyone, blonde. yeah, was Gaga over Suzanne. Yeah. What about you, Joey? You you probably like uh, Suzanne Summers. Y- y- oh, of course. I mean, so she still looks great, too, you know? Um, but, um, no, you know, Janet was cute. Yep, yep. Jan- oh, Janet was her name. Very yes. good. I forgot. Remember yes, that. I, I would never, I would never know who Joyce DeWitt was. Janet. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Oh, ooh, this story just came across my desk about uh, shepherds in Turkey have now outfitted their sheep monitoring donkeys with solar panels and battery packs to illuminate the nighttime isolated fields. So there's now solar-powered donkeys. Thanks for that article there, Judy. I appreciate that. Uh, but it's really time for Joey now. And so don't distract me with that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I forgot. Okay, I, forgot yeah. I forgot all about it. Hey, Joey, what's going on? Well, I want to talk about the difference <laughs> of trimming nails with a nail um, clipper or a nail trimmer, whatever you want to call it, or a Dremel or a grinder. Because it's, it. you know what? First thing I'm going to say is I don't think that anyone should really be cutting your pet's nails at home. Either go to the groomer or go to your veterinarian. Why? For a couple, well, for a couple reasons. Number one, you want to have the pet in a safe environment where the, where the pet is basically, you know, hooked up right or held properly, not where they're going to jump around and get injured or actually injure you because, you know, most dogs and cats don't like their nails trimmed. Okay, now if you're one of these people who, you know, just want to experience the whole experience of it and want to try it or know how to do it, well, there's two things. If you get a nail clipper, you've got to make sure that you buy something that's of a, a, a pretty good quality. When you go to the store and you buy a cheap nail clipper, what ends up happening is usually the first cut, you end up splitting the nail, okay, which then cause, then makes it chip and also could actually split it right down to the quick, which is um, what's going to make them bleed. A Dremel or a file works a little bit easier for home use because it's not going to split the nail. And if you take your time and, and, and go little by little, you can actually just grind it down to where it needs to be, where you can start to see that quick peek through. Now, one thing, most people like to go out and buy a Dremel that you would go out and Dremel, um, you know, furniture and make carvings with. And it's not the Dremel you want to use because there's not a safety shut off on it. And what I mean by this is when you have something that's turning at whatever it is, 5,000 RPMs, and it grabs a piece of hair or a tail or a lip, it's going to pull it right off. Okay, so what you want to use is something that's made for pets, that when a little bit too much pressure is actually applied, it's going to shut down, basically, or it's, or it's going to slow down, where it's not going to injure the pet. Um, and you know what? Some pets like it, some pets don't. Um, but what I say is if you want to get your pet used to it, turn it on and just pet your dog or your cat and just you know let, let the sound, because it's more of the sound than anything else, and just take your time. Hallelujah. Uh, Joey, i got to say that that tip about not having pet owners trim the nails, a lot of people want to do it, and they just, they start the phobia. They, they do it improperly, and then we have pets that are fearful of having their feet handled, and, and it makes a future of horrible nail trims. Oh. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we I've had that. I've had it where we had someone that tried to you know trim their pet's nails, and they cut them all the way back. And the dog was bleeding profusely, and the woman mm. was screaming on the phone, didn't know what to do. I told her to bring it in. And we applied a little um, styptic powder and stopped, stopped the bleeding. But the dog was traumatized. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I lucked out because I do ladybugs. And yeah, she gets a little nervous, but uh, I try to stay calm. Judy holds her and tries to stay calm. And, and for the most part, we get it done. And we realize that we don't have to do all of them at one time. You know, we can do like one paw, although we do. If push came to shove, we do one paw and then maybe another paw later, you know? We don't want to freak her out because we don't want it to be a bad experience. And then as soon as we're done with it, I give her a little bacon treat so she knows that something good's coming afterwards. Oh, there you go. Joey Villani, ladies and gentlemen, the dog father on Animal Radio. In a world, in a world, in a 
Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio, and uh, glad to be here. Hope you're glad to be listening. You know one saying that I've got to tell you, I, I, it may be true, it may not be true. I always encourage the Animal Radio listeners to, to shoot me an email at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. But even if this is true, which I would really find that hard to believe, I'm, I'm sick of hearing it. And that's the saying, hey, dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. My two beloved dogs, you know, I always gave them kisses, kisses on the head, playing with their ears and them kiss. I never really did. I'm going to come right out and say it, you know, the French kiss with my dog or the full-on their tongue lapping at my lips kiss. Uh, I never really did that. When I see people doing that, I'm always just... Especially after you've just seen the dog in particular spend a good 20 minutes giving himself, quite frankly, I'll just I'll come right out and say it, a genital bath. And the person says, oh, come on, you know, the dog's mouths are cleaner than humans. I'm finding it hard to believe. Is there doggy scope? Has anybody, is, can I go to a pet? I, I haven't been in, in a while. Is there doggy scope? Is there doggy floss? I know my two dogs didn't get up in the morning and brush their teeth. Uh, so how is it possible that this dog who just ate a lizard, uh, lapped at his, his own crotch region, maybe even ate, you know, ate his own feces or, or licked another dog's butt. His mouth is really cleaner than your own, you're saying. If that's the case, then might I suggest you just have all of your teeth and your gums removed. Just stitch your mouth up, because if your dog's mouth is cleaner than yours, then yours should never be allowed to be open again. Urban myth? Dog's mouth cleaner than a human's? Gotta be. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive! Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk to a lady who represents Standard Pacific Homes. Is it Standard Pacific Homes or just Standard Homes? Standard Pacific Homes. And they build, they have actually have 27 developments out of all of their developments that are building pet-friendly housing. Actually building these houses for your pets that include uh, spa stations and uh, beds and all and, kinds and of specific uh, washer and dryers for your pets. Wow, that's TVs. TVs for your pets. I, I want one. Yes. Why do the pets need the TV again? I keep forgetting that. Entertainment. It keeps yeah. them really. My Nikki loves watching television. It doesn't have to be animals. <laughs> she just likes the movement. <laughs> no, I think that's leading to the degradation of our youth, youthful canines, as it has for the humans. Well, yeah, they're going to be couch potatoes. They aren't going to be out there playing with their bones. They're going to be fat and obese. And yes. and, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, can't do that. No. I want the TV removed from my new house. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so that's on the way. And also, we're going to be talking to a guy who's uh, an assemblyman, Carmelo Garcia, a Democrat out of Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken. I just love that name. Hoboken. And uh, he's trying to ban pet tattooing and piercing. Apparently, that is a problem. And we'll find out more in just a couple of minutes right here 
on Animal Radio. You know, yes, I used to live. I used to live about seven miles from Hoboken, eight miles from Hoboken. And you are tattooed and pierced. I might. And I'm tattooed. No, I'm not pierced. I'm tattooed. Oh, really? Not no pierced. Piercing, huh? Oh, no, I'm not a piercing guy. No. <laughs> Needle, needles scare me. <laughs> Okay, so let's hit the phones right now for you and your animal questions, preferably for Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Volani. Hey, Susan. Yes. I understand you wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie. Yes, please. She's right here for you. Hi. You. Hello there. What can I... Hello. What I can have... I help you with? Well, I have a cat and a dog. Both are two years old and both are pretty inseparable. They just enjoy each other. The dog suffers only recently, starting November, seizures. She's never mm-hmm. had them before, and we've tried, what is it, from food, no, anything. We tried to think of things that we had done differently and nothing. Well, she has them two at a time, and they're sporadic, meaning they can be um, one week apart. They can be four weeks apart, and there's no rhyme or reason for them. And okay. some of them are very mild, and uh, her latest one, which was actually last Thursday, which was a big surprise, which was about five weeks after the previous one. It was a grand mall. I mean, she mm-hmm. even uh, screamed. Okay. And when she's, does she typically have grand mall seizures where she's kicking, paddling, doing that kind of thing? Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes we honestly don't always find a reason for seizures. And, and has she had any kind of uh, tests? Has your veterinarian done anything to kind of evaluate things? Yeah, he's done the blood test and everything, and he says that as long as we can we can put her on Pimbarotol or something like that. We choose not to put her on any medication, but he said she's not causing any problems to herself. It's just that it's a, an ugly thing to have to go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and I think the decision to go on an anti-seizure medicine can be tough for some folks. And if the seizures, and my guideline is if we have more seizures than once a month, I, I really look at it um, for se- several reasons. One is that we can't always be present every time a pet has a seizure. So there is a self-injury potential if they're happening, you know, regularly. Right. Um the other is that seizures kind of have a kindling effect. So basically, one seizure can make it more likely for the next seizure to come on, and that can in itself be problematic because it just feeds, if you will, the, the tendency for more seizures to happen. So if we're having frequent ones, especially clusters, um, you know, I would certainly consider the, the uh, idea of putting your pet on an anti-seizure medicine. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, phenobarbital is the one we use most commonly for pets with seizures. Um, and uh, there are some alternatives beyond that. But usually to get a pet regulated, most veterinarians will use that. And then we'll talk about trying alternative therapies like uh, uh, there's a drug called Keppra. Uh, potassium bromide is another one. And some of those have lesser side effects um, or more favorable side effects, depending on what's going on for the individual pet. Um, but I would say that I, I would certainly consider that a little, uh, maybe a little more <laughs> seriously than, than you might just with that frequency. You know, once every five weeks isn't a lot, but, you know, two seizures every two weeks would certainly be enough that would get me concerned. Okay. And you didn't say what area of the country you're in. I'm in uh, middle California, right smack dab in the middle of the state. Okay. Well, 
You're kind of in my area. In, for seizuring pets out here in the Nevada area, one thing also amongst the many things that we'll do to evaluate uh, potential causes, we'll even look at uh, the fungal disease called valley fever, which um, it can potentially in some pets cause uh, seizure disorders, as well as things like thyroid um, issues, which in many cases we'll look at as well. That's so. kind of prevalent in central California, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes the San Joaquin Valley. and uh, But, yeah, areas like Phoenix, um, you know, even Nevada and other parts, uh, other states, would still a concern. So might just make sure that that has been screened for. Yeah, I wish I've actually had that. You yourself have had it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, then, definitely. Yeah, so I, I, would... I was pretty bad. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, that's like yeah. a testimonial. So, yeah, I would go and knock on your vet's door and say, hey, by the way, did you check my dog for this disease? And uh, I think that would be a very sound thing to screen. Because um, in those cases, yeah, obviously you would treat the old underlying disease and um, you know make sure we treat that effectively. So, and you said you had a kitty concern too? Yeah, he is um, um, outside a lot, which is okay, but his problem is he is really skittish. I mean, I've heard of scaredy cats, but this guy takes it to the limit. He was feral when we first got him at Kitten, and he is attached to family. He's attached to us, and he's he's, uh, very attached to the dog. But he is really, really skittish. Um, I thought maybe he's his eyes were not focusing properly because he would run from us until we talked to him and then he'd stop but then he he would run anyway but he does come up to us and we can pick him up without any problem and he is really really friendly but he is super super skittish and i've never seen a cat that's as skittish as this thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and that's uh, you know not uncommon some of the ferals make an easy adjustment into the inners of the household life. Others, you know, kind of retain a little bit of that wild, uh, uh, I guess, uh, settling that they, they start off with. And, you know, if he seems like he's comfortable with your interactions, um, you know, I think that's wonderful. The things that we watch for when a, a cat is not at ease, you know, certainly the ear posture kind of pinned back. Sometimes they'll dilate their eyes and get kind of big and wide-eyed. Um, you know, if you're seeing those kind of cues, it's probably best to just kind of disengage, you know, not go for the physical contact and just kind of save him that anxiety and and uh, you know if he's the kind of kitty that just only likes a little bit of human contact on his terms um you know th- then i just accommodate him for that yeah and that's kind of what we've done so far and always use food to your advantage <laughs> so a hungry cat is more likely to want to be around a human and to have us uh you know in their life so um that is always a good positive association to kind of tie towards the the human contact so y- you heard me say it feed your cat <laughs> treat him <them. laughs> <laughs> okay susan we wish you the best of luck there one 405 to connect with any one of the dream team could be groomer joey Volani or dr debbie right now You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients 
meats like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. The Lumber Liquidators Fall Flooring Kickoff Sale is on with over 250 of the latest styles all on sale now. Get black forest oak laminate for a crazy 39 cents a square foot. Beautiful and durable bamboo for just $159. Classic pre-finished gunstock oak hardwood for $149. All gorgeous Bellawood pre-finished hardwood is on sale. Plus get special 24-month financing. Go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Hurry, this sale ends Tuesday. The fall flooring season is here. Why aren't you? Wow, Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years. 75 years? Are you joking? No, they've been around so long that the Dead Sea was still alive. Geico's been around so long that rainbows were still black and white. They've been around so long that kids rode the school horse to school. I thought you said you weren't joking. Well, I wasn't joking about the 75 years. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Welcome, my friend. It's Animal Radio. And I want to welcome brand new listeners at KTRS in St. Louis, Missouri. Kind of interesting because... We've been on that station, we've been off that station, we've been on that station, we've been on that, <laughs> back and forth, a great station, by the way, in St. Louis, and we're back on Yay. two times every weekend, I understand wow. now. Uh, so if you're listening on AM 515 KTRS, St. Louis, welcome to Animal Radio. Welcome back, should I say. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can ask questions of Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Volani, or really any one of us. I know Tammy was working hard in the newsroom. What do you got coming up this hour? I've got a story for anybody who's missing their dog, whose dog has been lost. Do not give up hope. I'm going to tell you about a lady, Lashina Harris from Memphis, and it's been a long time, but her beautiful bulldog puppy is finally home. So if your dog's out there somewhere, don't you ever give up hope because that dog may be coming home. Oh, very, very cool story on the way, uh-huh. I have a feeling. Here's a fun story out of Chula Vista, California. Two San Diego County women had to get help from police after being trapped in a bedroom by the family cat. The cat? The cat, yes. Ooh, yikes. The uh, the neighbors call the cat a ball of fury, and Chula Vista police tell us that a woman and her adult daughter called 911 Tuesday to say they were stuck in the bedroom because their cat, Cuppy, was in a rage and wouldn't let them leave the room. The police. Wow. I, you know what? I, I had a cat like that, and I was a teenager, and I would come home from my dates and the cat would be sitting out in the front yard, and the cat would not let me go up to my front door. Really? Oh, he'd oh, come wow. He'd come after me on the sidewalk. I'd run back out to the street. 
and I ended up throwing rocks at my parents' window so that they could and get up sh- and open the door because a cat would not let me in really? the house. No, he was like This was your cat? Well, wow. he was a cat that actually we kind of felt sorry for him, and we took him in because he just showed up at our house. So we started feeding him, and he just hung around the yard, and uh, he was bonkers. I had an experience like that. when I had this, I had a grooming salon in Morristown, New Jersey. And we used to, the parking um, lot was across the street. I mean, it was a February, real cold. It was the coldest, one of the coldest days I can remember. And the next thing I noticed, something like rubbing against my leg, and it was this cat. <laughs> so, oh, the poor cat, the poor cat. Let's see, you know, the cat can't stay out. The cat's going to freeze. So I took the cat home that night. When I got the cat in the house... The cat turned into a maniac and was chasing, was attacking me, but like for real, like wanted, was biting and scratching, but would would oh if I if every, everywhere I went, it would it would look at you and charge you from across the room yeah. and, and grab your ankle and bite. Crazy cat. Yeah. Well, in this particular case in Chula Vista, police say such matters are really usually left to animal control. They mm-hmm. usually call in animal control and those kinds of things. But they decided to help out on a quiet night, apparently. <laughs> I, I could imagine them just, I could, I hear the radio conversation yeah. now, as you can probably in your head. Uh, they, they eventually say the cat walked out on his own. Yes. They didn't have to handcuff him. Didn't have to handcuff the cat. The neighbors say that the cat has been a family pet for years, but is unpredictable. The same thing happened in Portland, Oregon. A uh, family went through a similar ordeal oh, with their that. cat, Lux. If you mm-hmm. attacked yeah. the baby and then uh, boxed his owners in a bedroom. That was about a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not too long ago. So. You know what? That's a cat even Jackson Galaxy, I know, looked into that one. And he even threw up his hands on that one and said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. You see, my cats, are they're different. My cats usually don't even give me the time of the day. They look at me like I just asked them for a ride to the airport or something like that. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls. Hi, Mel. Welcome to the show. Hi there. What's going on? Uh, we have a chinchilla. Uh, it's probably oh, about cool. 10 years old. And she pretty much stopped chewing on things like she normally used to. Okay. And it looks like her teeth are getting a little longer. Mm, okay. uh, she she does still eat, you know, like her regular food and hay, but, uh, you know, she's drooling a lot and seems to be drinking a lot more water. Oh, okay. She, she is drooling, so she's getting a little stained on her face with that? Yep. Yeah, and I don't know uh, if it's just because of the way she's drinking and drinking a much, it seems like a lot more. All right. Now, normally people with rodents would say, oh, my God, they chew a lot already. So it's good when they don't chew. Um, but in this situation, especially since you were describing that she's having drooling, gosh, um, I'd say the number one thing we need to do is a good dental exam on her. Um, the front teeth, the incisors are one thing, but the back teeth, the molars in uh, chinchillas as well as rabbits can really be a huge problem. They are continually growing and they continually wear the opposing teeth down. Um, if they start to get little spikes and overgrow in aspects, that creates cheek pain or it can even entrap the tongue. Um, so it can be quite serious. And um, if we're giving up on some of those chewing items or some of the different hay items, uh those are some of the first signs that I say that we need to get a good look inside that oral cavity and, and evaluate those teeth. Um, many chinchillas do need to have their teeth trimmed. Um, so um, getting a good look is part of it. Um, and then doing any kind of uh, uh, 
dental care that we might need to trim the teeth or, heaven forbid, if there's any bad ones that are actually uh, creating abscesses, then extracting those, surgically extracting those would be the way to proceed there. But uh, I'd say definitely the first thing I would do is get a good look inside that mouth and, uh, you know, make sure your veterinarian's comfortable looking at chinchilla mouths because um, they are a little interesting little critters and they got a lot of crooked little teeth in that mouth and it can be... Um, can be very overwhelming if, uh, if they're not comfortable with that. Got it. They're soft, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're beautiful. They do make love out of them. <laughs> they do make love. Oh out no! Of them. <laughs> not this one. What is their no. No- what is their normal lifespan, Doctor Debbie? You know, actually, your baby sounds like we're already pretty much in the in the older years of uh, chinchillas. So yeah, I do see them living eight, ten, twelve years. Um, but. Uh, uh, certainly uh, hope that your baby sees many more years beyond that. Thanks for your call today. one 405 whether it be flamingos or chinchillas or uh, whatever it is. Dr. Debbie can handle it. Let's go to Danny. You want to go to Danny? Let's yes. go to Danny. Hey, Danny, how are you doing? Hi, this is Danny from Orlando, Florida. Hey, got a question on a, a 10-year-old chitsu I have. Okay. We okay. took her for the first time to the groomer yesterday. And after she got home, she was, like, licking her parts and constantly, like, in pain. All night she spent crying and crying and crying. Now, did you say 10 years old and this is the first time she's been groomed? Yeah, so usually my wife does that at home. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how in the heck does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, usually my wife does it, but this time, for some reason or another, we decided to take her to the groomer to do a better job. Okay. All right. But, uh... The dog's been in pain for the last 24 hours. I could tell that it's red around her areas. Uh, okay. I went to PetSmart and got, I guess, some uh, ointment for burns. But uh, is it something that's normal? Should I take her to the vet? Well, it kind of depends. Um, in, in presuming that you've got some clipper irritation there, which is is not uncommon, there are pets that certainly have a very sensitive skin and are more prone to that. Um, or for pets that have a really close clipping, say if you've got matted areas or you're going for that close summer cut, you might be more prone to getting clipper irritation, especially in some of the delicate areas like you know the genital areas, the armpits. Um, uh, those can be really sensitive when they. Get the clippers that just kind of rub up against the area. So um, if it's a mild um, abrasion, so if the area is just red and kind of what I would equate, so no worse than like a, a skin knee, then then I can, I'll often use like a topical over-the-counter steroid cream, just kind of like a cortisone type thing for people. But it becomes a challenge because a lot of dogs become so obsessed, they're so itchy scratchy that they can make these type of areas much worse very quickly. So it is important that we either find some way to relieve their discomfort or at least if it's a localized area, we can put like a Elizabethan collar on, a cone on to keep them away from that because repeated licking at those areas will definitely set in bigger problems. So it's hard to say without seeing your baby, but um, you know, a topical cortisone cream might be a realistic thing. Sometimes I'll even use a, an oatmeal shampoo as just kind of a soothing thing that you can try at home. Um, but if she seems like she's really that uncomfortable, it might be worthwhile to get her over to the vet just to see if they need to give her some pain medicine or um, get her on an antibiotic sometimes. What do you think about mm. that groomer there, Doc? Do you think that uh, perhaps they shouldn't go back to that groomer? I mean, is, does well, it yeah. sound like that's a groomer problem? 
it, not necessarily, because it can really depend on what the goals were with the grooming. And that's why I say if a pet is matted and they are kind of have no choice but to do a close clip, it's a function of the matting or what the desired clip is. So for me, if I have a dog that this happens to, um, I like to have a heart to heart with the folks and say, you know, maybe you don't really want to keep them that short. We'll go with a longer clip or ask the groomer to use a longer blade next time. And then if it's something like the pet is really matted, then it's just a matter of staying up with those um, grooming frequencies. But, but, you know, there are some dogs that, you know, just they could have a lot of sensitivity. And if you think about it, especially for ladies, you know, if you're shaving those delicate parts, you know, when that hair grows in, it naturally itches. So, you know, if you got a little close clipping, um, you know, for a dog, it's easy to understand how they can be irritated and, and develop redness. So I don't I don't often blame the groomer. I've only run into some truly bad groomers just infrequently. So. Okay, so I guess I'll try the collar and some cream, see if it gets better, because she has been licking a lot. So I think the collar might be a necessity. Yeah, and definitely it, it is individualized. So if it's a, like a single area, I'll often treat very conservatively. But if it sounds like what you're describing, it's kind of all over, you know, she might be a bit overwhelmed with the, you know, the areas. So I'd encourage you to have her looked at. Sounds good. I appreciate your help. Hey, no problem. Hey. Let us know how that turns out, okay? Thank you very much, guys. Have a great afternoon. Danny calling from Orlando this afternoon. Appreciate it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This weekend during Guitar Center's Labor Day sale, save up to 50% off our everyday unbeatable price on the gear you need to get out and play. Like an Epiphone Les Paul, just 89 bucks, Or AKG headphones or an AKG vocal mic, only $19 each. Get a Casio Digital Piano for just $299 or pick up a Minel Cajon for just 50 bucks. Plus, get special extended financing when you use your Guitar Center gear card. The only question is, where will you play? Now through Monday, in-store and at GuitarCenter.com. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor for over 11 years running. And it's easy to see why. The BX is easy to own and easy to drive, with more for your money, like a rugged Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, and four-wheel drive. But that's just the beginning of all the big potential this subcompact tractor brings to your property. Got lots of loading, hauling, and digging to do? Add Kubota's quick-attach front-end loader or backhoe. How about acres of grass to mow? Add a Kubota mid-mount mower deck. The versatile BX is part landscaping crew, part property manager, and all Kubota. Now is an excellent time to make it yours with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor of the decade. Built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. All you ladies and gents out there enjoying the smooth sounds of the interwebs radio, Geico's got a special dedication to make. This one goes out to the inventors of the mouse. Because of you and your rodent-inspired design, people can click on over to Geico.com to pay their bills, manage their claims, and live lives of pure savings. Mouse Masters, you've clicked your way into our hearts for good. Enjoy this next song. It's going out to you. Geico, 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. 
I'm Tammy Trujillo, and I think we were all, of course, shocked by the death of Robin Williams a couple of weeks ago. Well, so apparently was Coco. If you don't know Coco, she is the amazing Lowlands Gorilla at the Gorilla Foundation, and she understands spoken English and also uses American Sign Language to communicate. Well, it seems she met Robin back in 2001, and the video of them laughing, tickling, and hugging each other like old friends is absolutely amazing. Well, it turns out that Coco heard her mentor, Dr. Penny Patterson, talking on the phone about William's death. And Dr. Patterson says Coco has been depressed and sad since that call. Remember a couple years back when we thought that a tweet was a sound a bird makes or friending someone meant getting to know them? Well, get ready for a whole new language courtesy of a new app that helps pet owners connect with friends, acquaintances, and even willing strangers to take care of their pets when they can't. It's called Doggy B&B, and it aims to let people take advantage of their existing social networks. The company's co-founder is Adam Pokerniki, and he calls it a world unto itself, complete with its very own language for certain tasks. For example, you can post a woof, you can volunteer to help with pet care using the fetch option, and you can declare to yourself a boarder willing to take on pets from friends and even friends of friends. Well, here's one of those stories for anybody searching for their lost dog. Don't you ever give up. Eight years ago, Lashina Harris's white English bulldog puppy named Fat Cat was stolen from her backyard in Memphis. Fat Cat was chipped, had collars, tags, the whole nine yards. Lashina put up posters, put up ads, rewards, everything, and nothing. Nothing happened. Until a few weeks ago, and she got a call from an animal rescue group in West Memphis, Arkansas. Fat Cat had been dropped off the shelter by somebody who said that he'd found her wandering on the highway. Whether that story is true or not, who knows? Fat Cat was in terrible shape. The vet said she'd been used up as a breeder at a puppy mill. But she's on the mend, back with her family and with Lashina and her now 14-year-old son, who was only six when Fat Cat went missing. Lashina is now helping spread the message, don't ever give up. Get your pets chipped and put a GPS locator on their collars. That is something that did not exist when Fat Cat disappeared. We are all so thrilled that Fat Cat is finally home where she belongs. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. This weekend during Guitar Center's Labor Day sale, save up to 50% off our everyday unbeatable price on the gear you need to get out and play. Like a Martin acoustic guitar for just $349, a Pioneer DJ controller for just $199, a Casio digital piano for only $299, or a Minel Cajon for just $50, and three sets of Ernie Ball acoustic guitar strings just $10. Plus get special extended financing when you use your Guitar Center gear card. The only question is, where will you play? 
Now through Monday, in-store and at GuitarCenter.com. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 7676 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7676. The Lumber Liquidators Fall Flooring Kickoff Sale is on with over 250 of the latest styles all on sale now. Get black forest oak laminate for a crazy 39 cents a square foot. Beautiful and durable bamboo for just $159. Classic pre-finished gunstock oak hardwood for $149. All gorgeous Bellawood pre-finished hardwood is on sale. Plus get special 24-month financing. Go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Hurry, this sale ends Tuesday. The fall flooring season is here. Why aren't you? Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. being told to remind you that you can download the Animal Radio app, the iPhone and Android Animal Radio app. It's a free download and ask your questions directly from the app as well as listen to past shows. Browse our deep resources. All brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thank you guys so much for making that possible. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia. He's a Democrat out of New Jersey who's trying to ban pet piercing and tattoos. Apparently, I think that's a great idea to ban I that. didn't even know there was a problem with that. I think that's horrible. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Tattoos are a personal decision, not something you should make a statement with your pet. One of the news stories Tammy did about two or three weeks ago, we talked about the uh, the homes that are being built specifically for people with pets that's awesome they include spas and all kinds of things mm-hmm. i guess you know a lot of people are remodeling their homes so it, it only makes sense that people that are building homes or people that are in any business are trying to figure out how to get their portion of the 60 billion dollar <laughs> pet industry whether it's uh, a car car manufacturers uh-huh. are trying to make their cars whatever it is and now standard pacific's homes i applaud them they are now selling homes in 27 developments from florida to california i believe the first to offer a pet suite and i have somebody on the phone i have no i guess it would be danielle hi danielle how are you doing i'm great thank you so much for having me today danny is it toko that's correct danielle toko danielle toko you're the director of communications at standard pacific homes what a genius idea was it your idea personally i i have a feeling it probably was <laughs> I wish I could take credit for such a great idea. It was actually a very collaborative process, I must say. Um, you know, at Sierra Pacific Homes, we're a national builder, and we're constantly talking to our homeowners about what's important to them in the homes. And so really where the idea came from was in talking to our customers and our homeowners, finding out, you know, pets are a very important part of the family. Sure. You know, you know, 70% of Americans are yep. pet owners. And so... Really, the impetus of it was to uh, help enhance the lives of our homeowners and create a space for their furry family members. It helps um, kind of help our homeowners stay organized as well. So it's a space dedicated complete, completely to our furry family members. It has a puppy wash station. It has a plush bed, a flat screen TV. Well, 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 a TV? You know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it does. 
Uh, so they can watch DirecTV's Dog TV, I, I assume, or, or, or something like Animal that. Animal Planet. Animal yeah. Planet. Exactly. You know, they had a long day playing in the sun. There's a little French door they could come run in off the side of the yard and um, hop in their little bed and watch a show if they'd like to. <laughs> now, is every suite the same, or do you customize them to whatever specific somebody wants in general? That's a great question. They're they're not all the same. Um, we've just begun to introduce these. So you mentioned earlier they're in about 27 of our 190 communities across the country. So um, you know they some of them have the puppy wash station with the bench seating. Um, most of them all do have a bed. We have some with customized cabinetry to help keep all the toys and treats and dog feeders and um, automatic waters all of that organized. There's also some that come with a stacked washer dryer so that you can help. Um, it helps keep the laundry needs of your pet separate from wow. the humans oh. within the home. So it's separate from your the household's washer and dryer. Mm. I see the pet spa, and I don't know if you've talked about that yet. It adds uh, 35 grand to the price of a, of a house. And I'm trying to think, you know, if I was remodeling a bathroom, that's about what it would cost to remodel mm-hmm. a bathroom. Yeah, you know, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. Yeah, you know, that price is very, like I said before, it kind of, the size varies, and what's included in the spa varies. As a, as a home builder, we have various communities across the country, and the sizes of those homes are a wide range. So, for instance, one of our new communities is called Avignon at Blackstone, and it's in Brea, California, and the homes there, um, they start at about 4,500 square feet. So wow. space, yeah, so they're rather large. And uh, the space dedicated to the pet suite is 170 square feet. So the price associated with that would be approximately 35000 Whereas in other communities um, where, say, the home sizes are, you know, maybe they start in the 3000s, the pet space uh, starts closer to 50 square feet. And the price range is about $6,000. Mm. So it's a range depending uh-huh. upon the size of the homes within the community. You've specifically talked about dog uh, accoutrements or uh, accessories. What about cats and other animals? Birds. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's a full-on pet suite. And so uh, the homeowner is able to personalize the space based on what types of pets they have. So you can add a scratching post or whatever your, your cat may want, um, and as well as I think it's it's specifically geared to dogs or cats, so you can also have goldfish or hamsters, whatever type of pets that you have can uh, stay in this space. But I think what's really unique about it is that puppy wash station so that, it, you know, it creates a space within the home dedicated just for that. So you don't need to worry about your pet, uh, your dog running through the home uh, wet or having to um, give him a bath in your own shower or in the sink. It's really just for the pets. Okay. Uh, good stuff. We can learn more over at the website at standardpacifichomes.com. If you already own a home and you're, you're planning on selling it, think about adding one of these additions to the house to, to attract a buyer, perhaps like a mm-hmm. laundry room that has turned it into a mudroom or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. That might You're going to think I'm crazy, but yeah. we're doing that. Are I'm you? actually trying to put a, a dog bat bathing station in because I almost broke my back wow. last weekend bathing my dog outside, bent over. So right. yeah. So where yeah. will you put that? Will that be uh, a, an where, add-on, uh, or you're going to? It, 
in a garage. We're going to have like a garage add-on and put that in and a little, you know, storage area, grooming table, um, all that kind of stuff. Just because, yeah, it, it really, you don't want the hair of your dog in your own bathtub. No. So you want to have a special yeah. drain. And that's where all these, you know, costs go along with the, the bathing uh, equipment. You have to have the right stuff. Well, yeah. I just want to say, if Standard Pacific is looking for somebody to test one of these homes, yeah. we have homes. animals. <laughs> we, we would be glad to yeah, take one off your hands and do Absolutely. a review. <laughs> just keep us in mind, please. <laughs> Definitely. I know. I want to I want to add myself to that list as well. These are just really top of the line, state of the art. I love it. And they sound great. Thanks for the bringing this to our attention today. Daniel Toko, the Director of Communications at Standard Pacific Homes, joining us. And the website, once again, standardpacifichomes.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. That is so cool. Isn't it? And you know, I've, we've, my husband and I have designed in our mind the perfect dog friendly house. So it would have like the uh, gates that pull out of the wall so that you wouldn't have to put up doggy gates because now that I have senior pets, you kind of want to limit their access if they're having accidents. So that would be in my design. I think that's a good idea. Keep that thought. Kind of patent it. Yeah. <laughs> I think my dog needs more than 60 square feet, though. Your dog may. <laughs> my husband actually wanted to turn one of our guest bedrooms into the dog room, and he went in to get a dog race car bed. Uh-oh. And, it, and, and the guests were supposed to sleep in the same bed that the dog slept in any other time. And I'm like, no, we're not getting a dog race car bed. You put your foot down, didn't you? I did, yeah. Well, I'm sure that... My entire home fits into, well, probably both you, Joey, and Dr. Debbie's bathroom. <laughs> probably combined. I don't think so. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah, I, I, I'll trade you. Yeah, this is a closet, seriously. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit the phones toll-free at one 405 8405 for your calls right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay in to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> okay, I'll try to repeat it slowly. It's 1-866-405-8405. Write that down. Even if you don't need it today, you might need it sometime in the future, when you have a question about your pet for our veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, or for groomer, dog father, Joey Villani, we're all here for you. You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask your questions right from the app, too. So there's a couple of great ways to get your questions answered here at Animal Radio. Hey, Isaac. Hi. How are you yeah. doing? Fine. What's up? I have a German Shepherd that I kind of I've adopted, basically. Uh, he's a rescue dog. We work patrol together. I'm training him to be a police canine dog, Okay. We do security. And he just leaves hair all over the place in the car. So he's the hairiest dog I've ever had. I've had a few. And, I mean, like, you know, he gets in the car, and he, he shakes, you know, he, like, shakes it off of him. So I'm thinking, so that's kind of the second question. Is is that shaking a tick thing, or, like, you know, or is it like it's, just, it's a normal routine for him to kind of shed the hair, too, to help your hair fall off? Usually something like this will start with nutrition. So I don't know what you're feeding, what you're feeding him. The other thing is, is how frequently do you have him groomed? I've never had him groomed. Okay, you definitely want to probably, you want to try that. And what you want to tell your professional groomer is, my dog is shedding like mad. I need to do a deep de-shedding. Now, this is also something that you can do at home. Okay. If you go to your local, and most of the, you know what, most of the um, pet department stores um, sell what they call carding, C-A-R-D-I-N-G tools. 
And what it is, it's a deep shedding, de-shedding comb. And it works wonders. It's the same thing your professional groomer is going to do probably for about an hour if they do the right job. But if you do it at home, if you just did it 15 minutes a night, to begin to begin with and what it's going to do it's going to pull out all of that loose coat um, and the, the comb is that the, the comb called party it's, huh? it's, it's, it's like a c-r-c-a-r-d-i-n-g Correct. It's a carding comb. It's a deep mm-hmm. shedding comb because some of the people might not understand the terminology carding, but right. if you ask for a deep shedding comb, they sell right. them. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of different types. So they would. So they would. Right. That's correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Even some of your some of your local um you know big um department chains um will have them like Target and those type of stores also will have them. So if you don't have a, a you know a a pet place um nearby you, I I would go to one of your major department stores as well because usually they carry them okay if you you do that 15 minutes a night that's going to make a huge difference but here's the other thing and this this might be a twofold problem for you when dogs get excited whether they get nervous when they get happy when their temperament just changes it's normal that they're going to shed excessively during that period of time. It just their coat just just comes out. It's very normal. Now the work that you're doing, you're teaching him, um, you know, to, to um, I, I, I don't know to be to be to be a guard dog or whatever. Well, right. the excitement level definitely is going to go up when he's training. So that's why I definitely can understand why it's happening in your car because it's ha- probably happening. After you're going through the training, or even before, because you know pets going, they go into the car, they get excited, they're gonna shed a little bit more. You definitely, definitely can reduce it by using that carding comb. But remember one thing: it's a natural process. The dog is going to shed. Um, you can control it a little bit, but you're never gonna stop it, no matter what. Especially with the breed of dog that you have, it's just natural. It's 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 going to happen. But I think if you went out and had them professionally groomed and Followed up with your um, deep shedding carding type comb, I think you're going to be a lot happier. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Here's the numbers toll free 1 866 405 8405. And I uh, just welcomed KTRS in St. Louis. I want to welcome KAST in Portland and KZLS in Oklahoma City to the Animal Radio Network. Wow. Some they're great uh, cities. Yeah, they're, they're amazing cities. Great. Welcome. And you can call the Dream Team. To my left, I have Dr. Debbie. To my right, Dog Father Joey Villani in the news booth. Where is she? <laughs> I looked over the news booth. She's not there. She's Tammy not there. Trujillo uh, doing news for you, and we're all here to help you. Uh, right now, we're going to hang with Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia. Yes, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Great, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I see you have a bill to ban pet tattooing and piercing. What inspired that? Well, first of all, I love animals. I have two dogs myself, and we have been getting some constituents who have noticed some really weird, but yet for vanity reasons, apparently uh, some tattooing on a dog in particular. That's the first one that had come to my attention, and that was disturbing. So I felt the need to immediately... Uh, look into what kind of bill we can establish that would prohibit, you know, anyone from uh, tattooing or piercing an animal, which would create mutilation and animal cruelty. 
Yeah, did you see this lady who was uh, selling gothic kitten, kittens back in, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago? A couple ago? years ago, yeah. That was scary. Yes, indeed. Yes, that was that case was really you know, an eye-opener, and I think that there's a lot of weird fads that get started, and we definitely don't want this to be one of them. Who, who are the people that uh, don't want you to put this through? Well, there's, of course, some folks that feel that, you know, you have, like, the veterinarians, which I understand, and we've amended, uh, requested to amend the language where for uh, tattooing and microchipping purposes, they would like, you know, for those type of federal animals to be tracked. And that's one of the things that we are, uh, we've considered and we've accepted. And, of course, you know, branding for farming animals, which we had already inserted in the bill to ensure that they um, are protected and allowed to do that. Dr. Debbie, have you seen any animals like this in your office, any tattooed animals? I, I've seen them on local news. Um, and, you know, the thing that bothers me, I think, the most when we talk about ear piercing with animals is that when when girls or women get their ears pierced, it goes in that floppy little lobe part. Um, but a dog's ear is has got that firm cartilage. So if you if you know what it's like to get your upper ear pierced, it's a totally different sensation than getting the lobe. And plus they do have, you know, vessels that are, can be very sizable in the ear. So there's a potential for serious bleeding if, if it's not done properly. Um, so I have to say that I'm just so opposed to the idea of cosmetic um, tattooing and piercing, you know, for all of those reasons. And plus, think about how dogs play, you know, ripping, yeah. you know, yeah. their piercings out. Um, it, it just sets up so much for the pet to injure itself. Yeah, not only just by playing, but but on purposely ripping it out because it, it's irritating. Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's really weird. Okay, so what? where does this go next? Where does this bill go next, and, and when will it be passed? I think it will, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten great support from, you know, animal rights groups. I mean, the reality is it is animal cruelty, and we even had another constituent report a, a particular piercing, as the doctor just noted, you know, on another uh, animal that was just, you know, unbelievable. Because what happens is sometimes with these, uh, in the pit bull world, right, yep. where they try to breed these dogs to fight, they mutilate them afterwards, the loser, from what I have understood. And it just saddened me that, in fact, they do this type of piercing as well to kind of show that this is the losing animal. And right now where it stands is we're putting it out already. It's going into committee. And once it's navigated its course, you know, I'm pretty confident that it will become law because I think all of us that love animals understand the need to protect these animals. And I will do everything humanly possible to ensure, and as a legislator, that these animals who don't have the right to consent or choice can definitely be protected in this way. I mean, we don't want this to be another weird fad that people think it's cool and that dogs and animals are this type of toy or doll that they can basically take advantage of. I mean, this is just not the way it should be for vanity reasons, and this is why we're going to push this thing through and we're going to advocate strongly, and hopefully we can get you guys on board, you know, to share this news and get more people to write in and, you know, you know, tweet it and, you know, Instagram it and Facebook it and talk about, you know, the need to really get this trend going to protect these animals where this model legislation can really ensure that they're protected. Do you have any tattoos or piercing? I do not. No, I do not. So clearly, um, <laughs> I, and in my household with my children, I mean, clearly that's, some, that's something that I will... will Art is art, but I don't think when it comes to animals uh, for vanity reasons who cannot have that choice, they should be, uh, you know, mutilated or in any way, you know, given a tattoo or a piercing. It's just animal cruelty to me. Yeah. 
No, they did. They didn't. They didn't ask for it themselves. That's right. No, I I feel the same way about the giving of the blood too. You know, they didn't ask for. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. People take their donating their blood. They didn't ask the animals. They're they're getting a sense of gratification for something that they didn't really do. But in any case, I agree with you. I'm 100 percent behind you here, and uh, we will try to get the word out as best we can. Now, is this kind of prolific in the Hoboken area or any parts of the country? Because I this is like the first time, other than that gothic kitten, that I've heard of this. Or you just really trying to nip it in the bud before it becomes something prolific? I believe twofold. I mean, we've gotten some cases reported to us. I mean, officially, there hasn't been one, you know, in the state, but the reality is that we know how it goes. It exists, and we have had cases reported to us, uh, and we are looking into them further to uh, demonstrate that this is happening, and we're afraid that this may be become a fad of some sort because some people just, again, look at animals as, you know, these toys or dolls that they can, you know, do this to, and it's completely wrong, and I appreciate the support from you guys, really uh, honored to be on your show, and I think that, you know, we will get this through to ensure that it nips it in the bud and that people understand the consequences to these kind of actions and that we don't want children to be taught that this is something that is acceptable uh, when it comes to, you know, our loving animals such as any dogs and cats. Very good. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We wish you all the best of luck. Let us know how that goes. Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia from the District Office in Hoboken, New New Jersey, joining us. Well, it has just flown by once again, as it usually does. It seems like we just walk in and all of a sudden it's over with. I want to thank Danielle Toko from Standard Pacific Homes, as well as our Hero of the Week, Deborah Jo Chiapizio. Chiapizio? Chapuzio. 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 And Assemblyman Carmela Garcia. You guys are all awesome. Uh, if you want to reach us during the week, feel free to ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android, as well as your, as well as listen to the show and Delvar. <sighs> wow. I'm glad it's towards the end. I really am. As well as listen to the show and... Uh, yeah, as well as listen to the show. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, see ya. Let's <laughs> just cut it. Cut our losses. This is Animal Radio Network.